from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. The murder count no longer represents the number of people who are dying violently. A justifiable homicide is when a private citizen kills someone who is in the middle of committing uh, a serious crime. And the FBI would, says a murder is, is any kind of death that arises from a fight, an argument, a quarrel, an assault, a commission of a crime. So they're supposed to be just two, two separate things. And, and, and they're not. Has the city indicated that it's going to change how it handles this stuff? No, the city has not responded at all. I'm Sarah Fenske. Last Thursday, the nonprofit news outlet ProPublica dropped a deep dive into the city's murder statistics. St. Louis had taken a victory lap in the national media for keeping its murder rate from rising, even as similar cities saw big increases. But the story, co-authored by Jeremy Kohler and Tom Scheck, suggested St. Louis did that not by decreasing the number of people killed in the city, but by what's sometimes called juking the stats. The story found that St. Louis counted more than three dozen killings as justifiable homicides in 2020 and 2021. Had those been classified as murders, the city might have set its all-time murder record in 2020 and had its second highest annual total in 27 years in 2021. Victor St. John is an assistant professor of criminology and criminal justice at St. Louis University. He told the reporters he was alarmed by the dramatic increase in justifiable homicides. He says crime statistics need to be consistent over time so police can adjust to new trends. He worries police are no longer showing the full picture of violence in the city. If we tweak with those numbers too much, we won't be able to accurately look at trends over time within our jurisdiction. We won't be able to look at what's happening in St. Louis versus neighboring counties or similar counties across the United States. And that is criminologist Victor St. John. And joining me now to share more about this story is Jeremy Kohler. He is a St. Louis-based reporter for ProPublica. Jeremy, welcome. Thanks so much for having me. So, Jeremy, you started on this story just a few months ago. What first got you into this topic? Yeah, um, you know, I was... As I was telling you before, it's it's like you know when you're when when your kid tells you right before the end of the semester that he's pulling a C plus in math, and then the report card comes in and it's a B minus, and it you know it's just you know you ask him how, how did you do it, and you know the answer is uh, it turned in a few late homework assignments. You know sometimes it's those little tweaks that reduce our anxiety about a major problem, and you know major problem that we have in St. Louis is is our is the number of murders that occur mm-hmm. per, from year to year. And so, you know, with without that tweak in in 2020, we we would be saying that this, you know, Saint, that St. Louis had the most murders we've ever had in, in 2020. And in 2021, you know, the headline could have been, you know, this is the second most murders we've had since 1994. Um, but instead, the headlines are, you know, St. Louis had a lot of murders in 2020, and St. Louis, you know, returned to pre-pandemic levels in 2021. And it was really the uh, the post dispatch. You know, my former employer uh, did a story in the first week of the year about about the, the murder count, and and that was you know that was really what the police department was saying. Um, and that and, story was pretty positive. That story is saying, hey, like we're able to to get this murder count lower. 
it, yeah, and um, but within the story, uh, police chief John Hayden is is quoted as saying, you know, they've had this increase in this other type of killing um, that the, you know this, that that they've classified as justifiable homicides and. Um, and actually, we were able to go back and find from 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 2010 through 2019, it was rare. It was, there, there was about six per year. Justifiable homicide. Um, justifiable homicide is when someone a, by a private citizen is when a private citizen kills a uh, someone who is in the in the middle of committing uh, a serious crime. Mm-hmm. And um, and the FBI would says a murder is is any kind of death that arises from a fight, an argument, a quarrel, an assault. A commission of a crime, um, and so we have this g- growth in this other types of killings, and it's it's sudden and it's it's large. And so, I you know I just said, hmm, I think I'll, <laughs> I think I might ask a few questions about that. It's that great reporter's instinct. That hmm. So yeah, a big increase beginning in 2020, and then continuing into 2021, where all of a sudden we see much more. You know, they'd had just a handful every year. All of a sudden, we have a whole bunch that are falling under this criteria. Um, and the Post-Dispatch, this, this was just kind of like tucked in, like, oh, you know, the murder rate's getting so much better. There's a few more justifiable homicides, but we're still doing great. Your story came to a different conclusion, basically, that, that this was a big problem. Our murder rate has not actually dropped if we're following the rules that the FBI has for how these things should be classified. The FBI says that um, that they're supposed to count the the homicide um, based on their investigation, not on what happens in court, not on what the medical examiner rules. Um, it's what they and, and that's and that's because it's supposed to be a standardized process across all fifty states. It's a voluntary program, but it's 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 uh, it's supposed to be a standardized process so that things are supposed to be counted the same no matter what the laws are. You have a stand your ground law, you know, a concealed carry law. Um, it's supposed to be counted the same way from state to state. And um, and so you'll find, you know, there are cases that the prosecutors uh, won't touch because they probably aren't going to win mm-hmm. in, in, in Missouri. Um, but if they meet the the FBI definition of murder, then it's supposed to be counted as a murder. So they're supposed to be just two two separate things, and 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 they're not. Um, so what we found at least five times, um, there were there were um, homicides where someone was killed, and the police department applied for murder charges against a suspect, and were declined, and and then that case was ultimately. Uh, classified as a justifiable homicide. Actually, in one of those cases, I should correct myself. There, there were murder charges that were ultimately uh, filed against the the shooter, uh, and the case was still classified as justifiable homicide. Yeah, that seems like this is a big problem. This is not how the FBI wants things to be classified. Could the city get in any trouble for the way it appears to be manipulating these statistics? I don't think so. This is like I said. This is a just a, this is this is a uh, a voluntary program, mm-hmm. and it's really on the, on on the audit system. There are guidelines, but there's no. Uh, I've never heard of a department losing funding or becoming any kind uh, under, you know, any kind of trouble because of it. Um, so so I don't think that I don't think so at all. And yet there does seem to be some shading of the truth. I think for those of us who are city residents, we had the sense, okay, we're on the right track here. Our police department is finally starting to make inroads into this problem. Does this call that into question? 
Yeah, I think we, we raised kind of a larger question. The story is like, did these not count at all? The, the and, and we we tried to we actually really focused on one, on one case in kind of the the lower third of the story, um, of of a, a, a man who was killed um, after having stolen someone's car. And the owner of the car had found the car and then waited for him to come back, even though he could have driven the car home. And then it, 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 it you know, a fight escalated from there, um, and the man was killed. And, you know, these are, these are really troubling cases. I mean, these mm-hmm. are and and someone died. Right. Yeah. And so, really, the larger issue is that the, the murder count no longer represents the number of people who are dying violently. There's the, the, they're being counted in a different way. So Mayor Tashara Jones and Public Safety Director Dan Isom both earned favorable headlines when we thought the city wasn't seeing a murder spike in the way other municipalities were seeing murder spikes. You know, there was national press coverage of this. It was positive. We were so happy to see that as as city residents. Do you think this change in classification is being driven by politicians, people who want this want the city to look better than it is? It's really hard to say. I, I can't say that I don't say that with this story. Um, I mean, throughout history, there, as the story talks about, there have been times when an idea was floated to combine the city stats with the county stats so that things didn't look so bad when you divided it out by 1.3 million people. Um, so there, the you know, sort of the the accounting solution has always been there. The accounting know? solution. I love that. Yeah. I mean, that's something St. Louis talks about a lot. Like, how can we get people to read these statistics in a different way versus maybe solutions that would actually deal with violent crime here? Right. But, you know, on top of that, we found cases that just weren't counted at all. Um, the We talked about Precious Cunningham Um A lot of people will remember this. This is a woman who was driving two toddlers and two teens and uh, in March of 2020 and got caught between two cars in a rolling gun battle and she crashed and died. And she wasn't shot. But this is, by the FBI definition, this is this is a murder. She A crime was committed and she died as a result. It's clear-cut mm-hmm. murder that should be counted. Um, it was never counted as a murder in St. Louis. Really, the media never really did any follow-up on it at all. Her name was never in the in in the media at all until our story came out mm-hmm. um and you know why you know why wasn't that counted we don't have an answer for that you know there was a a a a guy who um was shot in November 2020 and then died uh, in December 2021 and that murder is not reflected on any on, on any year's murder stats so there you know, we, we, we found a number of those those situations where they're also not being counted. Hmm. So uh, this seems like you've identified a problem here. It seems like families of murder victims might be concerned about this. People who just want accurate reporting, want us to match other FBI statistics. Has the city indicated that it's going to change how it handles this stuff? No, the city has not responded at all. We, we sent them a number of questions about, um, you know, and, and a synopsis of what we were going to report to, did not receive any reaction or answers to any of the questions from them so um that seems a little unusual uh no not so much (laughs) not so much in the city of st louis yeah the police department just doesn't uh they don't have that maybe i don't know a a proactive media organization the way you see in some other cities yeah the police department actually has a department policy that um you know the sunshine law does not um necessarily close records it says that public agencies can close records under certain circumstances. 
the city police department's policy is that if it can be closed, it will be closed. And so while the state's public policy is that, you know, things are presumed to be open, um, in this, you know, the city police department's policy is things are presumed to be closed unless they're specifically opened. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's really not that uncommon. St. Louis County has a, a similar policy, but that's the environment that we have to work in when we look into these stories. Have you gotten any pushback uh, since you published this story? Not at all. Not at all. Again, no. just kind of like yeah. silence. Yep. So that doesn't make me real hopeful that anything's going to change here with this. Is this a story that, is there a way you're going to stay on this story? I, I have a feeling we'll revisit it. I, I know um, that the homicide detectives right now are, are uh, undergoing this paperwork task. Um, for a justifi- justifiable homicide to be counted, um, it actually has to be counted twice. The, the, the killing itself is an incident. But the the felony that it was that it was stopping is also an incident, and so they're supposed to be reported separately. And um, because you have to document what crime was supposedly happening that necess- necessitated the justifiable homicide, um, the city police had never done that, and so a lot of the underlying felonies had never been documented. So now the detectives are going back and c- kind of recapturing all that information for those reports from 2020 and 2021. And is that a result of your reporting, that they're having to go back and actually fill out this required form that, that they hadn't been doing? No, uh, I think this was underway uh, before we started reporting on it, but around, but maybe around the same time. But it, this has more to do with the department's switch to um, the FBI's next generation reporting system, which is called um, NIBRS National Incident-Based Reporting System, which requires a lot more data than they used to have to provide under the old system of uniform crime reporting. Okay, so there's going to be a lot more data generated on this. Do you think that's something that you intend to follow up and be looking at how they're justifying these justifiable homicides? Yeah, absolutely. We we, we will. And I hope that, you know, my colleagues in the local media will also just start paying a lot more attention to individual murder cases and, and not just after the first day, but what's happening at, since then. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it is It is really darn near impossible to find out you know, what's happening, you know, after the first day on, uh, on a murder case in, in the city. Um, and even to the extent uh, you don't know if a case has been cleared or not. Um, you know, the, I'm glad you mentioned that. That is actually the subject of some litigation yes. um, that St. Louis Public Radio is involved in, trying to get to the bottom of this. Um, and I know that we've hit some roadblocks as well. It seems like it's just, you know, people don't know how to get them to give up this information that should be public record. Right. My my partner in reporting the story, Tom Sheck, with uh, American Public Media, APM Reports, um, is, is a party in that litigation. And, and they've been trying to unlock that from the police department. And so I'm that not, seems, yeah. I'm not a party in that. Suit, but it seems but like that could, be, uh, that could be a step in the right direction if that lawsuit is successful. I, I believe so. So last question for you here today, Jeremy, and I really want to recommend that people read this story for themselves. You can find it at stlpr.org. We also have tweeted a link at STL on air. Uh, so you can read this story for yourselves. What do you want to leave people with today as they're sort of getting their head around how the city has been dealing with this, these statistics, what that means, and, and whether they should be concerned about it? Yeah, uh, I would say that more information is always a good thing. Uh, the police department could put out a lot more context about what about what what's happening with these cases. Um, if they've classified a case as justifiable, they should, you know, they they, they sometimes do uh, tell the media about it, but some, but they often don't. And you know, even a year later, there are members of you know victims' families who are waiting for information, and they don't know that the the case has been 
basically classified as a justifiable homicide. So I, I think more like like with many things with the city of St. Louis, state of Missouri, more sunshine is always a good thing. More information, more context about what this number means, um, I think would be really useful to the community. Well, Jeremy Kohler, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. Today's episode was produced by Emily Woodbury with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. If you learned something new from today's episode, consider leaving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the easiest way to help people discover our show. We appreciate it. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.